Welcome to the Wild Faith Adventure Podcast. Uh, yeah, I am one of the hosts. And today we are talking about taboo topics in the church. And our topic of the day is swearing or cussing. So disclaimer, we will be swearing and talking about particular words that may be offensive to some of our listeners. So if you're in the car with your kids or listen to this and you don't, you're not particularly fond of those kind of words, then this episode might not be for you. But we are going to dive into it and talk about it and why it has been particularly taboo in the church. All right, so we're going to hear from Nick and Josh on their experience with cussing in the church and as a taboo topic. Uh, let's start with Josh. Uh, what's been your experience in, in, uh, with this sure. yeah. taboo topic? Okay, um, well, I did not necessarily grow up in like a very conservative or religious household. Um, we did occasionally go to church growing up and then when we d- finally did find like a, a church home church community uh it was more conservative um and had american holiness backgrounds so <clears throat> but before that my you know both my parents cussed publicly my my dad i don't i don't ever remember him not cussing um and that was with part of our household I think it, occasionally there was like a, a half-hearted, like, oh, don't do that. There's kids around, but it was not a serious thing. Um, so that was just part of my household, my upbringing. When I did kind of get, it's, sometimes when we talk about, especially high schoolers, they're trying to find themselves and sometimes whenever they're, religious high schoolers, they start talking about, they began, like, they got serious about their relationship with Christ as, as, as if, I know that language is kind of weird to me, but kind of, I got more serious about, uh, faith and my church community. And with that came some social norms that I wasn't really accustomed to. And I remember, uh, I had started telling people I was Christian and was trying to spread like Christian communication and messaging to friends and like family members. I was on a trip with one of my friends and his mom and his, my friend's brother and his fiance. And we were going to six flags and then on our way to six flags or way back from six flags to the hotel, we stopped at Dave and Buster's. And I, we were just having a conversation. This brother clearly lied. And I don't remember what it was about, but I said bullshit. I yeah. Said, That's bullshit. And uh, my friend's mom was like, oh, my gosh, I thought you were a Christian. And they, they were oh, not yeah. like a – they were not churchgoer people or Christian at all. And that kind of set me aback. And I'm like, oh, oh, I am, I am Christian. Um, and so at that point, I made a commitment not to cuss in public again. Uh, for a long time. And part of it was because if, if I, if 
am I not Christian because I cussed and, and I made them question my, the authenticity of my, my Christian message. Um, and so at college, I would I mean, I went to college with you guys. I didn't cuss almost the whole time. I don't know. Nick, did yeah. you ever hear me cuss in college? No, I really I think can't so. think of a particular time, not even when you were angry or anything like that. Yeah. So I just kind of refused to do it in public. Um, when I went to seminary, I, and I, and I never really had any, there was never any religious reason why I didn't cuss. Like there was, you know, it's not a commandment, although some people seem to have that perception. Um, we could talk about commandments in general, but it's not a, as a Christian, that's not a doctrine you have to have is to say only these words and not these words. Right. Um, but when I went to seminary, I was just, I wanted to be more authentic. Um, and I value words and human expression and particularly, um, cuss words portray a certain, certain emotion and authenticity that other words can't. And so sometimes I will, um, use them in a, in a public setting. I, I have said cuss words at church. Uh, as a pastor, uh, as part of a, uh, a sermon or a lesson, but I don't ever, I don't make a practice of cussing at someone, and I would never do that mm. in, a, in a public setting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I remember uh, a couple of months ago, I was talking about, I was teaching a Sunday school class to some adults, and I was just letting them know, I was like, I'm using this as an example. I'm about to say a cuss word if you don't want to hear it close your ears. Um, and so we did, and I had people close their ears, like put their hands over their ears. So it's just kind of a, it's an interesting, weird topic. And, and I feel um, a little bit, I, I feel like I have a little bit of luxury and that I, I feel like I can do that. And I have the enough trust to be able to do that without really worrying that someone's going to say I was misusing that or I'm inappropriate. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a polite person and I try, I try to do that. If I'm going to use cuss words in a public setting, I try to do it in a polite and appropriate way. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of my experience and my thoughts on it. General thoughts. Yeah. What was really particularly interesting to me about your, your story of like kind of when you first had that question of, well, I thought you were a Christian. Is I heard you right, and you said that 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 family wasn't particularly like a, a Christian or no, they weren't a religious a religious family. Um, I think huh. this my friend he did say he was a Christian, um, but I, I think that was just because that was the cultural norm where we lived. Um, is that everyone is a Christian? Uh, I think he went to VBS one time sure. when he was a kid and. Um, said some salvation words but i don't know if today he would say he's a christian uh, i don't i don't think so um but i could be wrong I, the the rest of the family didn't didn't communicate that they were christians so yeah it kind of makes me think this that's interesting to me yeah it kind of no yeah, i was just gonna say like i had thought about the same thing on how I think that a lot of similar, there's like a lot of similar parallels between feelings 
around cussing in the church and even outside of it mm. in our culture. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What What's interesting to me about that is that, you know, we, uh, for me, like growing up, it was, if you cussed, then you were giving in to a certain of, a certain level of pressure from the world definitely right? with you know the opposite of the church you know if you're if you, you're cussing you're doing it to try to be cool um and so you're giving into peer pressure and so it's so interesting to me to hear that story from you because you're you're feeling that peer pressure but it's kind of the opposite way and so the, those people have been formed in such a way that that christian means you don't use these right. certain words like and so and it's so funny because it seems like those types of things it's almost like a or you know those types of things like cussing is is more of an indicator of your faith than you know right. other things that you know we might would say you know should be indications of us being you know a part of a particular mm-hmm. tradition and so that's just yeah so it's funny to me that and, and you know as Nick's saying you know it's it that just goes to show that it's become um, kind of a label um, in our society and not, not just the church. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I have another example too. Yeah. I'd love to, love to share. Um, yeah. So Wendy is my spouse and she works in the hospital. And if, if you know a nurse or someone who works in the medical field, there's just a lot of cussing. Um, and almost every time, she's like around nurses or moves to like a new learn meet someone new and they find out who she is and then they find out that i'm a pastor her husband's a pastor like oh my gosh i'm so sorry i cussed in front of you um and that's always we hate hearing that um and and always makes her uncomfortable but yeah Mm. yeah i've heard i've heard experiences like that i don't know if i've felt them directly but I've heard ex- other experiences of um, workplaces. Once they find out one particular person um, is a Christian or is even, you know, deeply involved in their church, they it's it, it's almost like they're scared to cuss around them. I, I, and so, yeah, I've heard I've heard that before, and it's it's definitely interesting to me. It do, it definitely demonstrates that it's more than just mm-hmm. church culture, especially I would say I would say especially in the South. Um, being out of the South for the past few years, which I guess I'm in Missouri. I was going to say, I don't know the South, but I feel Missouri like it's not so. Yeah. I feel it feels, it feels a little less in the South to me. Um, but um, maybe that's just cause I'm from <clears> deep <throat> South. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, it, it definitely doesn't, doesn't feel as much all in this, in, in like, in context outside. So I was a barista for several months whenever I first moved here and I didn't ever have, I, if I cussed a little bit at work, I didn't have that pressure. Of, I never had that question because the people also knew I was studying in seminary and that I was getting my degree. And so if, if I, if I let a cuss word slip out, they, they didn't, that wasn't the first thing I heard that didn't seem to shock them that much, but um, definitely growing up, like those two things would, mm. would not compute, you know, <laughs> So yeah, I, I think that that's very interesting to think about. That it's more than just a, a, a pressure mm. from the church. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, cool. So I want to. We'll 
kind of go back and forth here. I want to hear from Nick for the same thing. But before I before I ask Nick to talk, I think this is funny. Um, so, you know, we've talked about how we all went to college together and how we were um, we lived in a in a dorm together. Uh, well, that was my first year at Treveca. And so that was my first time living outside of my parents' house. And so I was being kind of introduced <laughs> to the world, and uh, <laughs> it was it was Nick that I would say that uh, enlightened me on <laughs> on the use of of cussing and still being a part of a faith or still you know calling yourself a Christian in this particular situation. And so he uh, he's the one that I kind of as I was living with Nick that I was like, okay, you know, maybe, maybe cussing doesn't, isn't a, you know, isn't a, like a signal that you're not a Christian after all, maybe you can find ways of doing that. And so I, I just think that that, that was funny. We were talking about it before we came on recording. And so it's just funny to think about uh, me being introduced to the wide world. Thanks to Nick. There are some other things that Nick helped me uh, feel enlightened to and introduced to, but we won't get into those here. <laughs> dude i just love that like your introduction to the wider world it's like small evangelical college and because i said fuck a couple times well that that and you were uh you weren't shy either that's true that's true uh your nickname may have been naked nick yeah so there have for all of those listening (laughs) who have experienced roommates or like are going into college and you read those books yeah there's books written about (laughs) the type of roommate i was (laughs) that's right that's right it was a lot of fun oh gosh but i guess for i guess for talking about um experience with swearing or cuss words is that I also I want to preface it with saying that I think that most experience in American culture when it comes to uh, language in the church or people who find it inappropriate or uncomfortable has to do with suppression and censorship. Um, so I'll just preface it with that and where my thoughts are mm. going. But so my family, you know, didn't really grow grow up in a Christian household um, at first. My family kind of converted to Christianity when I was about five years old and kind of moved from there. So all my all my memories, I'm in church and things like that. But my family didn't have a history of church going. And so, but when we were growing up, I mean, we weren't even allowed to say fart. You know, we had to say toot. Mm. So, you know, there was yeah. like a huge, like, you know, some of my first memories of language has to do with things we can't mm. say. You know, I'm hanging out with a cousin and they're like, you know, they're like, oh, I farted. And I'm like, dude, you totally farted. <laughs> and then my mom's like, she tooted. <laughs> you don't say the F word. I actually in kindergarten, right. uh, one of my classmates said that they farted and I told on him for saying the F word. <laughs> <laughs> he was he knew what the F word was, the real <laughs> F word. <laughs> and so I got him in really big trouble. <laughs> And for him saying fart. <laughs> and so, and so, you know, just kind of, you know, and it jarred me that like that wasn't a cuss word for, you know, a kindergartner, you know, as I was. Mm-hmm. And so you learn about, you know, and then you get older, you learn about crap, you know, or that sucks, you know, and I don't, 
and those become words that you can't say. And my parents kind of gave me like this age limit at first. My parents were like, when you're in sixth grade, you can say second crap. And it was kind of oh, weird. Interesting. That I, it was, yeah. So it had almost been like how movies were rated, you know, like there's the G, the PG, uh, the PG 13. And so, um, which is interesting because when it comes to the rating system, like in our country for movies, it was because some Catholic guy was pissed off about it and wanted to censor it. So I think that kind of helps with the, per- I think that has permeated into the general culture of censoring our mm. word. And so as I got older, you know, of course I'm saying suck, I'm saying crap, these, you know, super wordy dirds, these dirty words, if you will. And, um, you know, I start meeting friends and I went to a Christian school too. And I start meeting these Christian kids and we're, you know, talking and it's funny when someone says a bad word every once in a while, but kind of a similar experience with Josh about getting, decide to get serious with your relationship with Jesus, Mm. you know, in middle school. And I had a AOL online messenger account and I remember talking to my friends and I would get like real worried about people's salvation when they would put LMAO instead of LMBO because they were using never even an acronym LMBO. to say ass. Yeah, it was literally just because, you know, I went to a Christian school and people would just say laugh my butt off instead of laugh my ass off. Hmm. And so when people would do that, I would immediately inquire and be like, don't you go to church? Hmm. You know. Just I was one of those kids. But as I got into eighth grade, there was one night where we did the eighth grade graduation. I don't know. Did you guys do the eighth grade graduation thing where you guys went to like a theme park and like went to a concert like with your school or anything? Is that a thing? (laughs) I don't know. It was really weird. We went to (laughs) SeaWorld, watched some concerts and did rides. For our class super super strange it was like pretty common in south mm. florida for like fifth graders eighth graders i think know, we got a certificate seniors in high schools yep. really just <laughs> a certificate i think it had to do with that in florida there's like disney world mm. and you know like every type of theme park so i think that's what it is it was a big marketing partnership with a lot of these bands and things but to a point, we did that. So the night we get back, we, me and a bunch of the eighth grade boys decided to spend the night at this one kid's house. And he had an older brother who ended up buying us a bunch of cigars that I had no idea Uh-oh. about. <laughs> and so this, this is where we just kind of broke all the boundaries. Mm. Like we stayed up super late. We're eighth grade. We're smoking cigars. We're like watching rated R movies. Um, And there was like this really ridiculous point, which was kind of like this Black Mirror episode. It kind of reminded me of, did you guys see the episode where Mm -hmm. the, if you have watched Black Mirror about like the censorship, like the, with the rating system? I don't think I saw that. So like, remember at the end, dude, it's, it's crazy. It's a, it's a good episode. They, it's a rating system for like society. And this chick continues to unravel. She's trying to be like an influencer and have like lots of good reputation. And at the end, she just unravels to be this quote unquote uncivilized person. And she ends up in prison because 
her score mm-hmm. is zero. Uh, and it's her and this other guy. Yeah, super good. And at the end, they're just yelling at each other, swearing at each other. They're like, fuck you, fuck you. And they're just start yelling random cuss words. And that's kind of what happened in that eighth grade <laughs> moment. And nothing, like, we're just screaming these expletives on my friend's trampoline, you know, just because we can. And it was weird. I remember the experience, like nothing happened to me, you know, as you far as like, I right, exactly. <laughs> and as I got older, I just became more comfortable with swearing. And as I got older, my parents kind of, they didn't really like it, but I had, they realized I was getting older and had freedoms and they never really said anything. So it just became kind of part of this language that and it became because those guys were like my safe mm-hmm. space and the people that I I swear the most when I'm around people that I feel safe mm-hmm. with and so I think that that's why I swear and I swear the most probably when I'm hanging out with y'all so but anyway we're that's, bad that's a small window into that experience yeah you terrible good job <laughs> <laughs> pass so Nick you're you're talking about the way you use cuss words. What I'm wondering is, and, and Josh mentioned this a little bit, how like not necessarily cussing at people, like, which I think that's where, that's where for me, like I get a little bothered. Like it's, it's at that point, like you can use the word curse because, you know, some people like curse words. Right. Um, and like, cause cursing, you're like literally cursing somebody. Um, like, I mean, if you say, damn you, like that kind of sounds like a you know you're cursing them right. right you're putting a curse onto them and so i'm wondering if you how do you like use them like use cuss words in your like normal kind of discussions it, it does it come out like that or is that something you're aware of or anyway just kind of open-ended question yeah no and i like i said the i swear the most when i'm with my friends and even when i'm at home with kelly um who is my spouse and you know it just becomes like a descriptor you know or even like a way to express something you know when you're frustrated with something at work you're like okay listen Mm -hmm. to this shit you know we've all been there where it's like it it just has a different Mm -hmm. tone to it and where you know um there's a good documentary called fuck and it's obviously on the word fuck and it's versatility. And there's a part where um, Billy Connolly, an actor, was interviewed and he talks about how, like, no matter where you are in the world, once this could be kind of the cursing, but someone comes in, tries to take your bag and you say, fuck off. You know, you don't need to speak English to understand yeah. what that means. And so there's just kind of like there's it's more about expression for me. You know, I don't I don't curse at people usually um i think the only probably the most i swear is when i'm comfortable and i'm doing it in a loving way or expressing something or when i'm driving on the freeway uh in that point it's angry and i am cursing (laughs) (laughs) i'd love to just i'd love to speak to something you said tyler talking about curse it being a curse um And I think that goes back to maybe, and I, I wasn't familiar with, with the Catholic censorship concern, uh, Nick, that you had, but 
Um, I, yeah. I had somebody along the way had given me an impression that uh, using the term "goddamn" was like the the worst, like mm. the worst thing you could do, like worse yeah. than the F word. And right, they they cited the Ten Commandments that like saying don't use the lord's name in vain sure and i could never understand like why 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 did god not want us to say this word um what's <laughs> happening why why can't this why can't we say this and i think there's a connection there to uh what tyler said cursing but also it that's a, a kind of a misinterpretation of the 10 commandments too we yeah, what what's sure. certainly is true of the Ten Commandments is that it's very much concerned with not taking. Um, so we don't want to take. We don't want to take God to manipulate God. So, like talking about idols, like trying to manipulate God by doing something in front of this idol or forcing God to do something by making a sacrifice in front of an idol. That's like a certain type of. Um, religious expression called appropriation uh sacrifice and it's an understanding of connecting to god we call it atonement i'm not trying to get wrapped up in the all these lingo but what i do want to say is that the ten commandments seem to be saying be more concerned with giving and gift than and blessing than with cursing and life taking uh don't right don't take, don't try to take God's control and manipulate God through an idol. Don't try to control someone else through your relationship with God, and that's the understanding of God damning. Um, don't use your knowledge yeah. of God to control or to curse. Take someone's life, um, and then the rest of the Ten Commandments are like, don't don't take your own humanity by working too much. Don't don't take someone's life. So many other things about regarding life-taking versus life-giving. But along the way, this people have associated that taking God's name in vain to be this saying God damn. And I think that's just a misinterpretation. Yeah. And like kind of just to piggyback off that, like I, I think that the language, I don't think language is arbitrary, but the type of language you use when it comes to like cuss words or expression, like when someone says dang or damn, I don't, I think that decision is pretty arbitrary, but I, I think that like you were talking about is this using God to take life from people is that the church capital C in general, especially, um, in American culture expressed through evangelicalism is guilty of that mm. on a systemic yeah. level, you know, even, and right. especially even by like, for me, like I find swearing to be expressive and can be articulated in a way that's really mm -hmm. artistic um, and even humanizing. And I think that in my own experience, I would consider the way that people tried to stop me from saying those words as being suppressive. And even if they believed it and interpreted scripture that way and thought that they were being genuinely earnest, I think that um, it just, it was an act mm. of suppression and life-taking. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's I think that's that's really helpful for you to bring up, um, Josh, and for that that conversation for us to think about, because that I think I think that that probably is the closest thing that church people have to point to in scripture to say this is why we don't cuss. Um, And I've also heard arguments and I'm just going to play the devil's advocate a little bit to kind of encourage more conversation with this. I've also heard people talk about how cuss words specifically um, and, and more and some of them more than others cuss words um, can be uh, or, or just generally are. And and maybe, maybe I would be willing to say they can be any words can be, but, um, but, but, you know, some people hold that they are Mm. life taking Mm. anytime that they're used. And so uh, I've heard that, I've heard that argument from, from someone before uh, that, that, that cuss words in general are life taking because of how culture has viewed them. And so because so many people view those words as bad words, when they hear them, it is life taking for them. And now, and so again, I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of throwing that in there because I want to, I want to hear you guys respond to that, to what do you, what do you think about that? And so maybe this goes to where we use our cussing. And so I feel like I've heard from both of you that generally speaking, when you're around your friends and you know that those words aren't going to be taken that way, you know, you you're okay with it a lot more. You're more comfortable with it um, than, than in other contexts where they might be taken as so like I guess taking, my you know? first response yeah. would be that's the argument a parent would give to a child. Um, <clears throat> and the logic sure. around it doesn't, uh, it's just a, a wild generalization to say that when people hear cuss words, mm-hmm. it's being life-taking. So they've associated it with life-taking. That's a wide generalization. And I think untrue. Um, people hear cuss words all the time, especially if they go to public school. And a lot of times it's not life-taking. Um, sometimes it is. Sometimes it's joking. Sometimes it's dehumanizing. But so much of linguistics, so many different words can be dehumanizing. Queer. Let's use the word queer. I know so many people that would be totally right. uncomfortable cussing, but they'd say, they'd say someone was queer or a fag. And that's dehumanizing. Right. And, 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 yep. and so I guess what I'm right. saying is I don't think that's an appropriate way of using language or linguistics to say that a word itself is immoral. Um, the use of a word can be immoral. And I, I think there's different normalized interpretations of words. I think you hinted at that. We can use the word queer, for example. But even queer itself has been sometimes it's associated positively to the LGBT community and sometimes it's associated negatively language, language, and especially words. They're not static. They're dynamic. And almost all of our cuss words definitely have never, they weren't, they didn't originally start as cuss words and we're not all speaking English uh, and uh, you know, the cuss words in the Bible, they're the, Paul in the New Testament uses cuss words. He says, meganoita, which basically means fuck no. Mm. Um, and yet, like, we, we don't, that's why I'll just leave it at that. I don't think 
language is static. I think it's dynamic. I think it changes with society. And I just, I, I don't, I think that argument is a wide generalization. Yeah. And I think that, okay. yeah, I remember kind of a callback to what you had said at, towards the beginning of the episode, Josh, was you talked about how we don't have words that we have to choose as far as doctrine. And obviously when it comes to like these type of words, but our doctrine are word-based. And I think as Christianity, we're a word religion. The word is, you know, capitalized into the point where, uh, I mean, we've got John, John one, right. The kind of famous, uh, Logos Bible verse. And even the way that we, a lot of churches articulate the, the apostles creed. Um, and I think that, like you said, it's this view that language is static and even our ideas of God, God is static. Jesus is static. The Holy spirit static. The Trinity is static. Um, and I think that has seeped over into our understanding mm-hmm. of language and that even our understanding of God is dynamic and God's relation to like relationship to us and the world is dynamic as well. Yeah. Sorry. I got opinionated. I'm into yeah. it. No, I think that those are great at, answers at the same time. Yeah. I, there's always a risk of dehumanizing, but I, I can easily dehumanize someone without using a single cuss word. Um, right. Yeah. And I think Happy to pretend all. that only cuss words have the, have art, like have the risk of dehumanizing someone is, is untrue. Mm-hmm. And it isn't fair to, especially our kids and, and, right. and future generations to say, well, these words are the ones w- that are used for dehumanizing. And you can't dehumanize someone if you use other words. And like you can hear that and you can say, well, that's not true at all. Well, duh, it's not true, but that's the way we're treating it. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's really good because, I mean, and that goes back to what you're what you said earlier, you kind of briefly mentioned that when it comes to taking the Lord's name in vain, that, that commandment, um, we, we're doing that all the time. If we're trying to, and what the language that comes to mind is, is we're trying our best. I think that Christianity is so guilty of this for a while now that we want to put every, we want to put God in a box. First of all, we want to box, box our understanding of God and our understanding of religion and the church um, in and so we're doing that with our language as well and so as you're saying just to kind of reiterate what you're saying um to it makes it easier for us to say whatever we want about others it makes it easy for us to damn others to hell with our own thoughts and words and opinions of them if we can if we can mm-hmm. do that by saying well i'm not yeah. using dehumanizing language this is you know this is what this is just true this is just scriptural or whatever it may be um and so we we are are damning people to hell with what we believe about them and 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 that directly impacts how we treat them um which and it can have absolutely no cuss words or cussing involved in it for that to happen and i think the, the church is guilty of that um 
quite man i mean i couldn't put it any better way myself in the way that you said it it kind it reminds me of the way that people like and i had this i'm bringing this up because i was watching some x files last night with kelly and there's an episode where they talk about werewolves and how these people would try to kill these werewolves and then realize that they were the werewolves themselves and we we as people we as people you know it's kind of it sounds kind of silly but in a sense where we create that fairy Mm. tale for ourselves we're so we're so looking for these monsters when we in fact are the monsters ourselves for even trying to find these monsters and claiming that there's monsters the inquisition on the search for witch hunts and burning people at the stake right yeah it's unrelated to cussing but it does come back to this use of the god using god's name in vain and i i just kind of use it in passing so i did kind of want to explain it um at least my experience of it i didn't really understand what it meant to use God's name in vain until I was um, in college. And there was a girl that I knew and um, she said that we were, uh, that God had told her we were supposed to be together. And I, I didn't have that. Like I didn't, God didn't tell me. And that's when I, that's when it hit me that, we can use our relationship with God or God's name for selfish motives um, and, and for our own, and we can manipulate God's name for ourselves and manipulate other people using our connection to God. And I think this is a big risk for pastors. I'm just speaking as a pastor myself. There are pastors in, in the United States and across the world who will use, misuse their relationship with God or their connection to God in order to manipulate others um, for money um, or for yep. sex or for, you know, assortment of other for politics. And it's, I think those are scarier than someone saying, God damn, um, that's scarier to me that someone would yep. misuse that authority in such a way uh, to do things like that than to use words um but take us mm. to fucking church josh yeah. i'm waiting for i'm waiting right. for the when we can go to a church that our pastor says can mm-hmm. i get a fucking amen and mean it yeah. you know <laughs> if i'm authentic I'll, I'll just have to tell you i don't know that i'll ever be that pastor i'm a three on the enneagram and i'm very much <laughs> very much i'm concerned about like trying to uh have like do the right thing or say the right thing or at least that, that, i just can't there's no way i could i would want to like i want to really bad um but that'd be very very difficult for me but there are good pastors even that i went to a seminary with who who are doing that and that inspires me so Thanks for joining our Wild Faith Adventure podcast. If this episode has stirred up emotions in you or reactions, it's something you'd like to explore explore farther, I invite you to check out our description for our Instagram handles or our website or ways to get connected with spiritual direction. That's something we'd love to do with you. 
We're trying to have the conversations that we wish we had gotten in the church. And right now we're focused on taboo topics or taboo things that are left out of the church or things that feel like uh, you can't talk about them in the church. So we hope you've been able to be a part of that conversation and have gotten something out of it. Wishing you the best. Peace be with you.